Hey everybody, we're so glad that you came and tuned in with us today. And uh, sitting beside me, as you may know, is my dad, also known as Pastor John Housing. And uh, we're just thrilled to have him uh, this, this today, just to actually share a few things just concerning healing. Uh, this is something that I know Pastor John has been something that's been on his heart. He's been talking about for years and decades. And yeah. so we're just thrilled to actually have him and just share a little bit about healing, that it is the will of God, that it's the plan of God. And uh, really just wanted to encourage everyone that's watching online just to know that it is God's will for healing. I mean, that's what Jesus came and paid for. Uh, so Pastor John, I'll just kind of give it over to you, but just concerning God's will yeah. uh, for every human being and what Jesus came to do on this earth was to really yeah. bring healing to the human race. Yeah, um, well, it is, it's been said that faith begins where the will of God is known. And so uh, where you don't know what the will of God is, you know, it's impossible to have faith for. For instance, I sat in church for years and never really knew that it was God's will for me to be saved. I thought that was gonna, I was gonna find out afterwards, mm -hmm. after I would die and go to heaven, till I found out, no, that's a transaction that needs to be right. made on this earth. Right. So I came in contact with people who knew that they were saved and going to heaven, and I asked them, how do you know? And so uh, they, they told me what the Bible says right about being being saved they showed me it is the will of god which gave me faith mm -hmm. to become eventually saved it took me right. a little while to figure it out but yeah. i was eventually saved so that would be true for healing and every other yeah. bible promise as 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 well and uh, so so the best way i would say for us to find out what the will of god is is what does the bible have to say about it mm -hmm. let's not f go to you know, someone else. Let's not go to Aunt Susie or Uncle Joe, right. you know, yeah. uh, or what somebody said about something, but let's go straight to what the Bible says. Yeah. And I think it's pretty clear in, in the scriptures that just as much as it is God's will for us to receive the forgiveness of sin, it is God's will for us to receive healing yeah. in our bodies as well. As a matter of fact, uh, it is a product of the cross of Jesus. So if you can link it, connect it to the cross of Jesus Christ, then it becomes God's will for our life. It's, yeah. it's His sovereign will. You could say that when Jesus hung on the cross, that is God's sovereign will for our lives. Whatever came as a uh, product or as a result of Jesus dying for us on that cross is His uh, will for our lives. Right. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, that's really good. And so, uh, I not only did I found out from the scriptures it is God's will, but I'm so blessed to be able to say many times I've experienced it in my own life, uh, starting in my early days of Christianity, uh, where I found out, you know, that the woman with the issue of blood, she was healed because of her faith. Right. In Jesus yeah. and so I thought well if if she had faith in Jesus healing then we I personally can uh, put faith in what Jesus has done yeah. for us as well right. and again it took me a little while to figure it all out yeah <laughs> right yeah. but the outcome was that I received healing yeah. based on what the scripture says yeah. and so uh, for instance Proverbs chapter 4 20 through 22 it tells us my son attend to my word, incline your ears 
unto my sayings. Let them not depart from your mouth. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for those words are alive to those that find them. So that means you got to find them. Yeah. You know, it doesn't just fall on you. The, the, the light of those words or the revelation of the Word of God, you have to find it. Right. But when you do, it will become health to all your flesh. Yeah, you bet. That's very you know? true. Yeah. Can you maybe share that story that you, you've shared a couple times even on, on from the stage about that time that you were in a, in a meeting uh, with a gentleman by the name of Kenneth Hagen. That yeah. She was in Edmonton, I believe. In and, Edmonton, and that's And then that, right. just those words left off the page concerning... Uh, oh, my goodness. Pastor John just yes. mentioned that the woman with the issue of blood, and you can see that in Mark chapter 5 yeah. for yourself and just yeah. what happened so, in that situation for you. You know, it was in uh, June of 1980. I was a brand new believer. Uh, I was working at the time at Old College. I don't know much about the Bible. I just know that I'm born again. I know that I'm filled with the Spirit because I'm talking with other tongues and my life is already doing pretty good. <laughs> so, but I did need healing in my, in my uh, body during that time. And I went to this meeting with people told me I should go to this meeting with Kenneth E. Hagen. I'd never heard of him, but it sounded important. So I took the afternoon off, uh, went to Edmonton, and uh, was very much impressed, first of all, with the environment of it. Yeah. You know, it was a wonderful, whole, Holy Spirit-filled, Word-filled environment. It was just so many people there. And then this gentleman, you know, Bro Brother Hagen, my spiritual father, uh, he spoke. Uh, I didn't know him at, at that time, but he spoke. And um, he, he used the... Uh, case of the woman with the issue of blood found in Mark chapter 5 and he went through the whole story and then he got to the place where Jesus had something to say to the woman and he asked us the audience now he said what did Jesus say made the woman whole did he say my grace has made you whole well that sounded really normal really good right. to my religious trained ears that's what I had always heard everything is by grace yep. But it also left the impression with me that I've got nothing to do with it. Yeah. It's all God's grace, meaning as long as we can stay out of the way, <laughs> yeah. you know, or get God to yep. notice us somehow, then His grace will do that for yeah. us. So it was kind of a vague concept. Right. So he asked us the question, did Jesus say, my grace made you whole to the woman with the issue of blood? And I thought it sounded good. The next question was, did Jesus say, my power or my anointing or my presence has made you whole? Again, that sounded Sounds really good. normal, yep. really good yep. actually to my ears. I thought, yes, now I don't know the Bible, right? And so I didn't even bring my Bible with me because I'm just freshly born again. Where I went, the Bible was in the front pew. <laughs> so, um, you know, so I didn't bring my Bible with me, but my neighbor who that night was actually healed of Lou Gehrig's disease or ALS. He had his Bible wide open and I checked on his page, on the page what Jesus had to say. And Jesus said to the woman, daughter, he said, your faith has made you whole. And when I read that, oh, yeah. you know, it, it just hit me like yeah, a ton so of bricks. Yeah. You know, re revelation, yep. knowledge hit me. Mm -hmm. And it brought me from the place that I understood. Yes, of course it's by grace. Yes, of course, it's his presence. He was walking right there, 
But even though it's by grace and even though the presence of God and the anointing was right there, nobody got anything out of it except that woman. Right. And the reason being is because she, she touched him by faith. Yeah. She received right. by faith. Yep. And so you could bring that over into our setting. You know, there is faith in our church or the Holy Spirit is in our church services. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's, his presence is in our church yep. services. No question about it. Uh, his grace is his 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 grace us. is constantly Especially there. In the new covenant, we are graces yeah. all around us, all over us, towards us. Yeah, yep. for sure. So it's all there. But if you want to participate in it, and if you want to be a beneficiary of it, you're still going to have to apply right. faith, yep. right? So when I heard Brother Hagen say that, uh, Jesus said to the woman, daughter, yeah. your faith has made you whole. It just, you know, lit something on the inside of me. You know, I, I woke up to the fact, yes, everything is by grace. Yes, everything is the presence of God, but I still have to apply faith. Right. So I thought, well, you know, that's simple. You know, all I got to do is get me some faith and I'll be good, just like this woman. Mm -hmm. So the devil was right there, of course, and he told me, he said, you don't have to worry about that. You don't have any, you don't have any faith. So, but right. I thought to myself, well, even if I don't have any, I want to find out. Yeah. Right. And I began to, to, to study the Bible on that particular topic, faith and healing, mm. to find out what the Bible had to say about it. And I found out. You know, that, the, that healing is just as much the will of God for me yep. as me going to heaven or, or receiving the forgiveness yeah, of sin. So I began to apply that. And I can't say I was instantly healed, but over time as I laid hold yep. on what the Word said about me, it just brought healing to all my flesh. Yeah, that's really cool. Right? Yep. And whether you're dealing with healing or whether you're dealing with an infirmity, like, a, like something that is a weakness in your flesh, like an addiction, uh, anything that brings he, uh, discomfort, disease, uh, weakness to you, illness to you, it's all covered by, by uh, the work of the cross that Jesus did, yeah. that he accomplished on our behalf. Right. Amen. Yeah, that's really good. Like one thing you mentioned too, just about grace being around us. Like it says, like if, I encourage you, get your Bibles, look at Mark chapter 5. Yeah. And it says actually that there are so many other people that were touching Jesus around in the crowd as well. Because Jesus actually stopped and he said, who touched me? Yeah. Like who, who did this? And then yeah. Peter, his disciple, said, look at the crowd pressing around you. How can you ask who touched me? So obviously yeah. people were touching him trying to, because yeah. they heard something about Jesus that, hey, if you just touch him, you get better. Yeah. But I mean, amongst all these people that were there, it was one lady that received her healing. Yeah. And it wasn't that God didn't want to heal anybody, any no. of these people, but this lady applied her faith, which That's was right. her belief and trust in what Jesus could do. Yeah. She was fully convinced that if I can just touch him, yeah. I will be made whole. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. Yeah, and it all started out, like if you uh, start out in Mark chapter 5 with the very beginning, yeah. you know, this, there's a woman with an issue of blood for 12 years uh, who had spent everything that she had on yeah. doctors, but instead of getting better, right. she got worse. Right. But everything changed when she heard of Jesus. Absolutely. Right, so hearing is such a vital part because faith cometh by hearing. Mm -hmm. You know, information comes by having heard. You have a lot of people that say, well, I've, I've, I've heard that right. before. Yeah. So that may, that may mean you have the information, but you want more than inf information. You want faith. Yeah, you bet. And uh, so a lot of people are sitting at home. <laughs> you know, they say, well, I've, I've, I've heard that stuff before. And that's good. We are glad about that you've heard that before. 
but that, that has not necessarily brought faith to a person. Right. Yeah. So what you hear about Jesus is, can be a matter of life or death, can be a matter of sickness and health, can be a matter of you know, the curse of poverty and wealth because what you hear and how you hear, Jesus said is extremely important. Yeah, yeah you bet. Amen, because the measure that you uh, apply it to your life, that's the measure it's gonna work for you. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. very true. I'll just ask you another question on here too. Um, in Psalm 107, verse 20, um, it says, I'm going to just read this out there because this all kind of ties base because how does God heal us today? What does he do? And in Psalm 107, this is just a really interesting verse that I've been thinking about a while. Uh, and it just says this, he sent out his word and he healed them. Yeah. Um, so kind of what you're saying in tying into faith, faith comes by hearing. Yeah. So could you maybe just explain a little bit more on that, the importance of us hearing and choosing to hear the right words and yeah. not going with maybe experiences or what yeah. so-and-so had or what so-and-so says, but really going to what the word says, because just this verse here, Psalm 107, verse 20, the, the psalmist said, he sent out his word and healed them. Yeah. Now, what does that have to do with, I mean, the importance of our hearing, but yeah. Uh, his word. What's, what's, yeah. what's his word? Well, I think it's, uh, it's very interesting that it says he sent his word. It didn't say he sent his word to heal them. It says he sent his word and it healed, and it healed. them. Yeah. So one of the side benefits of hearing the word, because it's sent to us on purpose, God sent his word. He sent Jesus on purpose, who is the word. Yeah. He sent preachers <laughs> into, the, into the world who are who supposedly are filled with the Word and with the Spirit. So he sent his Word and not just to heal them, and it healed them. Meaning this, that one of the side benefits of hearing the Word of, or of the Word of God is healing, mm. right? Just like, uh, you know, water is, or wet is a part of water. You know, you can never go to a restaurant and order a glass of water and say, please hold the wet. Right. <laughs> because the wet is a characteristic yeah. of water. Right. So in the same way, healing is a characteristic of the Word of God. Mm -hmm. So he sent his Word and it healed them. Yeah. So when you purposely place yourself un under the Word of God, it's just going to be a matter of time and you will find that healing will be forthcoming. Yeah, you bet. It'll be forthcoming. So it good. ties in with yep. Proverbs chapter 4. Yeah, you bet. Right, that we just, just uh, read. alluded to. Yep. It says, my son, which would include my daughter, attend to my words. But what yep. would that mean? It would mean that you give it first place. You know, let's say that you're on your way to the bank and someone meet you and say, hey, let's go for a cup of coffee. Well, there's nothing wrong with you going for a cup of coffee, but if you need to go to the bank first, you might say, well, that's fine, but I have to attend to my business. Yeah. That means, you know, no offense, what you tell me is important, but I deem this to be more important. Right. Right. So attend to my word would mean, you know, I'm going to pay more attention yeah. to the word of God than the news you know, yeah. than what especially anybody, today. <laughs> especially yeah. in the day right. that we are in, yeah. because, you know, the way, the way it is, the way you hear it now, it almost sounds like he sent a virus. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not the case. That's he sent him. his word. Yeah. That's not him oh, who's sending absolutely. viruses so to, to teach the human race a lesson no, or so. Like I've heard people say that, right? You know, well, it means we're going to have to, to, to mend our ways. Yeah. Well, that's, you have to do that period. Yeah, just you know, but you know, right. God did not send a virus no. to uh, bring about his 
will in no. on on the earth. That's exactly. not that's not his job. He sent his word, yep. and his word will heal heal yep. you. So my son or my daughter, attend to my words, incline your ear unto my saying. But that would mean you're gonna have to purposely bend your ear yeah. to what he says, right? Like you've been teaching on yeah. uh, humility mm -hmm. and uh, one way to approach or to explain humility is kind of like the spirit of meekness, yeah. right? Yeah. Like if you're a meek person, you're not weak. You're a humble person, you're teachable, mm -hmm. right? So that means uh, rather than by going what everybody says, I'm gonna go by what God yeah, says. Yeah, what does he say? You know, it looks yeah. like it looks like this is what's happening. It looks like God is trying to teach me a lesson, but what does his word really, yep. really have to Absolutely. say about this? You bet. That's really good. Uh, incline your ears to him as saying, let them not depart from your eyes. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, you have to be practical about yep. it. You can't just walk with the Bible in front of your eyes, but it would mean this. If you get a thought that's contrary to what the word says, contrary to healing, yep. then your job is to cast that down and keep that word in the midst of your heart. Yep. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Uh, for those words that you hear will yep. be life to all those who find life. them yep. and health to all their flesh. Yeah, you bet, that's yep. true. And even for like the day that we're living in, um, like, you know, being March 2020 with this coronavirus being talked about, with this being, you know, explained and discussed. And I mean, it's all over the news. Yeah. How important is it then? Of course, like it's, it's not like we put our head in the sand, yeah. but how do we deal with a virus that's out there? Yeah. And then we have the word of God that's telling us something completely different from what we may be hearing yeah. from the world standard. So how do we deal yeah. with the fear that's coming this way at us? And yet there's hope and there's faith yes. and there's life coming from this word. How would you yeah. um, operate that even for just for your own self? Um, well, you know, just generally speaking, let me just make this statement. I've come in contact with different people about this. Some treat it like a hoax. That means right. you don't want to pay any attention to right. it. Sometimes you like to stick your head in the sand, you know, as though it's not happening. Uh, that's one extreme, yep. of course. And the other extreme would be that uh, you're living abject fear. Right. So what do we do? What do we as, as Christians do? We gotta go back to what the Word says. And from the Word, you'll find out that no plague shall come near your dwelling. Yeah. So I would say that this coronavirus that we're dealing with, it's, it's a plague, yep. right? Absolutely. But we have to know this, it's been dealt with on the cross yeah. of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. So we can treat it and we need to treat it as a defeated foe. Right. So we're not gonna treat it as a hoax, we're gonna deal with it and we're not gonna live in fear about it either. We're just gonna deal with it based on what the scripture Absolutely. says, which would just mean uh, apply the word. Yeah. If you struggle with it, maybe, maybe apply, maybe have a uh, so, you know, serve the Lord's Supper with your family, yeah. right? That's one thing that, that we're in the process of mm -hmm. doing. We're just going to sit around the table <laughs> yep. and just uh, apply the word. You know, we're going to eat the bread, which stands for the, for the uh, broken body yep. of Jesus. His body was not broken for our sin. His body was broken for our physical healing. Yep. Yep. Amen. And his blood was shed for our sin. It's kind of, it's... Uh, it's, it's the perfect sacrifice. Jesus is the perfect sacrifice. But it, they did it in the Old Testament as well. Yeah. And no plague, you know, that's what Moses said. No plague will come near yeah. your dwelling. Yeah. 
So that's how we're going to treat the, the coronavirus as well as any other virus. Yeah, you, you know, it has no place in my Absolutely. body. It has no place in no. our home. It has no place in our church. Yep. It has no place in our business. Yeah, you bet. Amen. No, that's good. So we would encourage everyone that is watching just to fill your eyes and fill your ears with the Word of God. Just continue like what Pastor John was just saying. Let him continually have it before your eyes and not like you're reading your Bible, you're just this, but continually bringing up these thoughts and the, what the Word has to say, bringing it before yourself, letting you think on it, mutter it, talk about it with yeah. your family day and night. And yeah. I mean, that's something that we're so, so thankful. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm the oldest of five um, in, the, in Pastor John's household. And uh, what we were constantly taught and grown up with is to continually just speak the Word. Yeah. Talk about the word, hear the word, because again, to the measure that you hear it is the yeah. measure that'll be measured back unto you. Yeah. So that's uh, just a yeah. very powerful, I mean, it go, go on both ways. Yeah. Uh, regarding faith side, when you're speaking the word, hearing what the word has to say, and fear. Yeah. So it's not again like what Pastor John's saying, it's not we're putting our head in the sand and ignoring anything out there, but we're not just you know focusing and gluing our eyes to the TV and oh, what are they saying about this and what's happening with this? We know the end result. The end result, the final word is what God has to say Amen. about the coronavirus, yeah. right? Any, any other thoughts that you have just regarding healing that people may um, want to know or hear, it'd be good to know. Well, uh, I think that one of the best ways to start out with, you know, uh, is to find out where, this, where did sickness come from? And uh, that's a big topic by itself that we don't have time to get into. But I can take you right to Romans chapter 5 and verse 12. It yep. says, as for by one man, sin entered into yep. the world and death by sin. So sickness is a part of death. It came in on the wings of sin, particularly Adam's sin. Yep. Now, what did God do? Did he do anything about Adam's sin? Absolutely. That's why he sent Jesus yep. to the cross to not only deal with Adam's sin, but every sin that came as a consequence of what Adam did, which would include every sickness and every disease. Mm -hmm. It's part of the curse of the law. Yep. So Jesus uh, became who we were on the cross. Right. So that now that we are in, in the resurrection, we might be exactly like he is yeah. now. He became sin yeah. on the cross so that in the resurrection where we are now, we might become the righteousness of God. Yep. He became sick with our sicknesses so that now after the cross, we can say by his stripes, we were past tense healed. Mm -hmm. And you can find that in First Peter yep. chapter 2 and verse 24. Yeah, so that's where sickness came from. It came from Adam's sin. But we found the perfect cure in the perfect sacrifice of our Lord Jesus yeah, Christ. That's really good. That's awesome. And just that verse, you know, Romans chapter 5, I want to just end this off right here. Verse 17, just really powerful words. And kind of just talk where Pastor John was, where sin came from and what Jesus did with that. It says, For the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many, but even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness. For all who will receive it will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. So Jesus is king, and he's made us kings yeah. as well. So we lord it over sickness and disease. So, man, we're, thank you so much, Pastor yes. John, for coming Amen. and sharing. This is powerful truth. So, again, this will be available to you to share it, to hear it again. So share it. Share it with somebody that needs to hear about the will of God concerning healing. And I know we just kind of touched the tip of the iceberg. There's so much more we could get into. But thank you so much for joining, and we'll see you next time.